And they expect me to speak after that. <laughs> Holy moly. <clears throat> we are in September, and the theme is the power of mind. And that is a really powerful topic. <clears throat> and we started with the consciousness of oneness, and we moved into the consciousness of abundance. And last week, we talked about living in the all. Phew. Man, that was a lot. <laughs> and, and today, we're talking about living in the now. Right now, like that brought us fully present, didn't it? Those heart-opening songs that just, just open us up. That's, that's it. That's bringing us into the now. And when we're aware of it, it's always now, isn't it? Now it's now again. <laughs> Wait a minute. Now it's now again, OK? It's always now. You know, and we say that time is a human construct. You know, some, some have quoted Albert Einstein, who, um, who said, but didn't say, the only reason for time is so that everything doesn't happen all at once. Really, you'll see that in the internet all over the place, that Einstein said that. Einstein never said that. You know, I have to research those quotes. I just like, before I use them, I have to research them. And the only thing I was able to find is that it comes from a Ray Cummings story called The Time Professor, published in 1921. That's the only place I can find that quote ever being used. But when you look all over the internet, it says that Einstein said it. So whatever. OK, now you can say, I said it. <laughs> See, there's only one mind. It doesn't really matter, right? It doesn't really matter. So, so the, <laughs> the only reason that time exists is so things don't happen all at once. That's what we say. So living in the now is about understanding the present moment. And it's about being conscious of the present moment. And it's about living mindfully. It's about living mindfully, mindfulness. When we're living in the now, we are conscious of what's happening around us now. The sound of my voice, the feel of the chair, the temperature in the room, that person who is endlessly yakking and yakking and yakking on the platform. You know, all of that stuff, it's about, it's about being in the now. And when we wander away from the now, which we are wont to do every once in a while, right? We go either into the past or we go into the future. And we normally will find regret or nostalgia in the past. We find worry or anticipation in the future. See, we can find both positives and negatives while occupying ourselves with thoughts of the past and thoughts of the future. But neither of those conditions is now. They're just, you know, us wandering off in our minds. Marianne Williamson said this. She said, we do not heal the past by dwelling there. We heal the past by living fully in the present. But we do pasting. I don't even know if that's a word, but I liked it. We do pasting, and some pasting that we do is positive, right? We remember good times. You know, like the high school jock that remembers the, the touchdown? They always remember the touchdown, don't they? They don't remember the sacks. <laughs> or maybe they only remember the sacks, right? Because, because the, the past is full of regret. So, so it can go either way when we're thinking about the past. It can be the golden years, you know? It could be those, those you know, wonderful times, or it could be those awful times. We're glad they're over. But we're still occupying ourselves with thoughts of the past. Some futurizing can be positive, too, right? Man, I look forward to the day I don't have any more mortgage payments to make. Yay, right? When I own my house outright, yay. That's futurizing. We're still in the future, but it's a positive future. So we're forever 
toddling, right? Back and forth, back and forth. Ernest Holmes said this. He said, the mistakes, fears, and doubts of yesterday we need not bury. Liquidate, it says, they will liquidate themselves when we no longer find, when they no longer find nourishment in today. That which we refuse to feed shrivels up and dies. So when we're not spending all that time energy investing in all that stuff in the past that's already over and has happened, when we stop going back there and ruminating over it and giving it our energy, it shrivels up and dies. So, so the past is not all regret, right? Like some of it is fond memories. The future is not all worry, right? Some of it, but, but all of it is happy mind games. That's what it is. It's, they're just happy little mind games. Thoughts of the past and thoughts of the future are just things we occupy ourselves with. And they can provide some valuable information sometimes, right? Thoughts about past events can inform us to make sure we do or maybe do not do some of those same things in the future, right? Like, you know, like the little, the little Jiminy Cricket dude, right? You know, like our conscience. When our conscience whispers in our ears and says, hey, you know that thing you did last night? Yeah, don't do it again, <laughs> right? And you go, oh, okay, you know. So th there's a thought from the past that's really, really going to inform us about our present and our future. Or the opposite of that is, hey, you know that thing you did? That was great. Put that on your to-do list. Make sure you do it some more. It was fun. Again, it's thoughts about the past, but it's informing us about what intentions we want to set for the future. So listening to our ideas for the future can allow us to set intentions, allow us to vision, allow us to, to set goals, and to begin to implement those plans little step by little step to, to, to create a way to achieve those goals. So there is positives and negatives about thoughts of the past, thoughts of the future. But it's still, we're not here. We're not in the present tense when we're, when we're playing those little mind games. Ernest Holmes said this in Creative Mind. He said, life is for us today. There will be no change for tomorrow unless we do the changing today. Today we set into motion the power of tomorrow. Today is God's day, and we must extract from it what of life we are going to live. Tomorrow in the divine course of events takes care of itself. The soul that learns to live in the great gladness of today will never weary of life, but will find that he or she is living in an eternal here and now. When we are here, fully present here, just absolutely immersed in what is going on in the here and now, that's all there is. That's all there is. And those powerful intentions we set, we set them with the energy of now. Although thinking about the past and the future is not necessarily negative, it does keep us from being fully present in the now, which is where our power resides, right? It's where our power is. It's where our now energy is. It's where our affirmations live. The power to change tomorrow exists now. It is the only time we have. So we have to go to the place in our minds where we fully occupy now, right? We, we have to make a conscious effort to be here now. That should be our spiritual practice. 
to be here now. And you know, it's funny because even with our spiritual practice, we go into the past and the future. Have you ever had a really, really good meditation? Well, you sink right in, you know, you're on your, your butts on your meditation cushion, and it's amazing, and it's the most, in, the deepest meditation you ever have, and then what happens the next time you go to sit down on your cushion? Oh, I hope I had one like that one. That one was really a good one. I hope this one's like that one. And we start judging our meditations, and then we start hoping our meditation is like that meditation from the past. I had a great meditation yesterday, better than any meditation I've had so far. I want the next one to be like this one. Oh, you're in the future and the past simultaneously. Yay, you're any place but the, but the present. Judging your own meditations. How easy it is for us to move out of the present moment. Gee, I hope I don't run out of cookies tonight because I didn't go buy more today on the way home from work. Jeez, you know. Going on vacation. I've heard, peop I've heard people actually on vacation saying, oh my God, this is the most beautiful place I've ever seen. I hope I get to come back here again while they're still there, you know? It's like, come on, be where you are. Oh, people that are at work and worried that they should be at home and people that are at home worrying that they really should be at work, we're not where we are. We have to come fully present. You know, Mark Twain said this, and he really did say this because I researched it, and he really did say this. He said, I've known a great many troubles, most of them never happened. <laughs> Right? Because we are futurizing and we're worrying and we're thinking about all the things that can go wrong. We must develop a relationship with, with spirit in the here and now. Just here and now. Ernest Holmes said, what we know about subjective mind proves it is unconscious of time. Ah, breathe that in. It knows neither time nor process. It only knows completion. It only knows the answer. That is why it is written before they call, I will answer, right? You've heard that before. Cosmic creation is from idea to object. It does not know anything about process. Process is involved, but not consciously. Correct practice should know that ultimate right action is now, today. If we say tomorrow is going to be, then according to the very law we are using, we hold the answer in the state of future, which can never become present. So even in your prayer work, if you're saying, I'm going to, I'm going to, this will happen, it'll never happen. We are always using the law for the future and the future never becomes the present by the very act of the way the law works. This is why when we teach affirmations in our spiritual philosophy, what do we always teach, right? I am. We always teach the I am. That's why all of our affirmations, right at the end of, at the end of our celebration, when we stand up and we do all of our affirmations, they're always in the present tense. They're always powerful. They're always passionate. They're always purposeful. I love alliterations. But they are always in the present tense because spirit knows nothing of futurizing. It is always in the present tense because that's where our power is. So we say, I am. We are. He has. She is. Everything is in the present tense because the one power and presence that there is exists fully now, right now. And even if we don't see it, it exists right now, right? 
It exists right now. Remember, time and process do not exist in spirit. It is everything is unfolding in the here and now. In some place in divine mind, it does exist. You have that thought. That means that thought is already in divine mind. It exists. We must make it our practice to remain in the here and now because that's where our power is. Ernest Holmes said this. He said, Meta metaphysical or spiritual mind healing is based on the assumption that we live in a spiritual universe now, that we are spiritual beings now, that the kingdom of heaven is at hand now. The spiritual humankind is perfect now. And the mind of God and the energy of the universe are available now. Everything is unfolding in this divine, perfect, eternal present. That's being in the moment. That's what we're talking about. And being in the moment is savoring, isn't it? You know, when you're fully present in the moment and everything is just amazing, when we're in the moment and we're, and we're just fully immersed with what is in front of us, there's no past and there's no future, and all we're doing is immersing ourselves with what's happening in the here and now and the smelling of it and the tasting of it and the feel of it and the hearing it, that's savoring. That's savoring the moment. We're immersed in what is unfolding. We're in the now. Even when we're washing dishes, we can feel the, the slick and slippery feel of the soap. And we can smell the orange scent, maybe, of the, of the dish detergent. And we can feel the hot water cascading over our hands. And we can hear the squeaky clean, right? I love that part. The squeaky clean when, when you know the dish is all cleaned and rinsed. That's being in the moment. That's being in the now. That's being mindful. We're savoring what is happening, regardless of what we are doing. So what keeps us from being in the now? What keeps us from, from being absolutely immersed in that present moment? And I think what I would call it is mindlessness. <laughs> mindlessness. You know, we have mindfulness. This is mindlessness. Mindlessness is when you're going home from work or you're going home from whatever, and you're driving down the freeway, right, and your mind's a million miles away, and you're just thinking all the thoughts you're thinking, and then like 10 miles has gone by, and you're like, oh, you're at your exit already, and you don't even have a clue what happened those last 10 miles. You were not present for them. Your body was just on automatic pilot. Your mind was a million miles away. You were probably thinking about what you're making for dinner when you get home or, or how the work went or what you plan on doing tomorrow. You were anywhere but in that car. You were just letting your body do it, right? We know what that's like. That's mindlessness. That's mindlessness. You know when you get, <laughs> when you get home and you say to your significant other, Hi, honey, how was your day? And then what do you do? You proceed to open up your briefcase, take stuff out, hang your jacket up, do, do the kind of stuff, go look at your messages, right? You start doing all this other stuff and, and, and put your lunchbox away and all that kind of stuff, and you're checking your mail, and you're going, yeah, 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 I hear you. But do you? But do you really? Are you really hearing them?
So now your attention is on all the things you're doing. You're not listening to your significant other. You're the one that asked the question and you're not listening to the answer. So here's what you do. You get home, you unpack your stuff first, right? Or else you're not gonna, you're gonna miss the moment. You're gonna miss it. You're on a mission to get everything done. You need to get done when you get home. So just take that time. Just take the time. Put everything away. Get done with everything that you want to get done. Make eye contact. Sit down with nothing else to do. <laughs> but to be present with your significant other. Because mindfulness, mindfulness does not involve the ego. Mindfulness does not involve the ego because it's not waiting to respond. It's not waiting to share what you know. It's not waiting to, to uh, add your two cents. Mindfulness is just allowing to unfold what unfolds. Not while we're doing other things. This whole idea of multitasking, right? The whole idea of multitasking, you know, it really doesn't exist. We don't really multitask. We can't really multitask. What we do is we switch between two things really, really rapidly. We do this, we do that, we do this, we do that. But there's really no such thing as multitasking. And you know how you can tell? Because when one of those things gets your attention, you stop doing the other thing. That's what happens, right? Oh, I can iron and watch TV and listen to the yeah, news. No, you can't. Because when something gets your attention, you stop doing what you're doing. We don't really multitask. We really switch between things very, very rapidly. So when we let that go, we're not in our daydreams, we're not in our to-do list. Being in the moment is savoring what is happening. Now, it's savoring what's happening, even if we don't particularly like what's happening. We can be in that situation as well. Being in the now does not guarantee we're going to like everything that we are in the moment with. But we're still in the moment. We lean into it, right? We lean into it, unless it's really uncomfortable, and then we have a cookie instead, right? <laughs> when we are in the present moment, even if it's not what we want, even if it's not what we're enjoying, we lean into it. Because if it's not what we're enjoying, we want to move through it, don't we? I mean, the whole idea is we lean into the present moment. We accept what is. This is Byron Katie's work. We accept what is so that we can move through it. Because what happens if we don't do that, if we don't lean into it, if we try to ignore it or, or, or push it down or think of something instead or go have that cookie, right? If we start doing other things instead, then we start feeling bad about feeling bad, right? Now I'm feeling bad about the fact that I was feeling bad about something that I went to have the cookie for. <sighs> and that doesn't help getting through things. All that does is, is keep them locked in place. You know that that old phrase about what you resist persists, right? We know that's true on an energetic level. We know that that's true. What we resist persists. But the, but the second part of that saying is what we embrace, we can transform. And that's true as well. So we lean into the present moment. We lean into the nowness, even if, it, even if it's not particularly enjoyable, so that we can move through it. In order to live in the now, we have to be mindful. We have to be mindful of what's happening in front of us. We have to be totally aware and immersed in the present moment. And we don't make judgments about it. 
And we don't try to resist it. We don't try to push it away or try to make it stay longer. We don't try to cling to it either. These things shall pass. All things shall pass. We simply stay in the present moment, fully aware of it, fully immersed in it, fully savoring it, because this is life. Life is happening in the present moment. All of our power is in the present moment. This is where we reside. Ernest Holmes said this in Lessons in Spiritual Mind Healing. He said, spirit exists independent of time, space, and form. Spirit is universal. The action of thought creates form. Form automatically projects time and space. Spirit exists as pure being whose sole activity is thought. Thought creates motion which gives rise to form. Time and space are effects. Spirit conceives of neither time nor space, but only the immediate now. Ideas which give rise to things are in a universal here and an ever-present now. This is our life right here, right now, unfolding. Now is all the time we need. Now is all the time there ever was. Now is all the time there is, right now. What are you going to do with your now? Thank you so much.